Hello, welcome to episode 18 of Not Just Yoga. Gosh, we have been busy just lately. I'll still try and keep some sort of order to the episode though. I quickly need to tell you about new classes on Thursdays from 10 past 7 until 8, starting the 7th of October. There will be a new class at the community centre and I've already started a new Friday morning class again at the community centre. That's more of a meditation and mindfulness based class still with yoga and that's half nine till half ten. So if you're local and want to join in any of these classes, please get in touch. If you're not local, then there are plenty of free videos I've made available on my YouTube channel. So just search for Say Yes to Yoga. I started this podcast um, last year during lockdown just as a way to keep promoting Say Yes to Yoga, really. I was mainly inspired by Richard from Archery Geek Outdoors, so I thought I'd give it a go. I use Anchor to create and edit as it's foolproof, really. And if you've listened to previous episodes, you'll know I'm not great with technology. Back in April, Richard invited me and Mark to talk on an episode. It was great fun, really enjoyable. I mean, what's not to like about chatting with friends over a beer or Zoom screen? Believe it or not, I don't like listening to my voice. Um, I think quite a few of us don't like listening to our own voices, especially recorded voices, which is why I only ever do minimal editing on here as well. But as part of my whole accept yourself ethos, I just carry on and get on with it now. Although leaving a voicemail still renders me somewhat nonsensical. I had to phone the plumber last week to book a boiler service and he went to answer phone. I told him where I lived twice and Mark's name and that we had a boiler. Then realising that he would know full well who I was, as he's done a fair bit of work for us, I got even more flustered and said something like, I think it's the correct time of year to service the boiler. Mark told me it was, but it'll probably be in your paperwork. So I sound like some kind of wife that has no idea what goes on in her own house, which isn't probably far off the mark. I then gave our phone numbers, but said to use Mark's as I probably wouldn't answer. No doubt I gave the address again before I hurriedly said bye. I just hate leaving voicemail messages. You've got no chance to prepare a script beforehand or, you know, make sure you get the correct information across but anyway i digress back to the actual news i was trying to tell you i was asked to be a guest on another podcast i've mentioned the silver hedgehog several times and gary the man behind it all has been a huge help in showing me how to do various things on my website his silver hedgehog website is mainly a blog that reviews films days out uh, various products He has recently started his own podcast, which I'll try and put a link to in the description. Gary asked me and another person he knows, Stuart, to talk about films on his podcast. One of the messages was asking us what films we liked. And for me, he said, is it historical and anything Sean Bean? So I elaborated, but not much, with 80s slashers, Buffy and action films, again, mainly from the 80s, uh, such as Stallone, Van Damme, Arnie, anything like that. Stuart said he'd just bought Rambo 2 and 3, which led me to revealing I'd never seen a Rambo film. So Gary developed the idea of me watching it and using his review criteria to review and score it, but more of that later. Apart from Skype and taking part in a group messenger video chat, I haven't really tackled anything new technology-wise. 
home yoga practice. Now, as soon as that mat is rolled out, Wiggy is on it. Currently, a lot of my practice involves trying out different sequences for classes, seeing what works and what doesn't. In my head, it might seem like a simple flow, but trying to get from one pose to another while explaining it in a clear way and not repeating it too often is totally different. To anyone walking past our house, it probably looks like I'm talking to Wiggy, trying to teach him yoga. But it's not until you try to instruct that you realise that the image in your head of that nice graceful flow from one pose to the next just doesn't work that way. And those muscle of the month videos I put on YouTube and social media, please listen to the what to avoid bit. It's very important. The idea is to avoid making common mistakes so you don't injure yourself. I think I tried to over demonstrate this for upward plank. My wrist is fine now though. And connected to yoga and routine, I'm still ploughing ahead with those cold morning showers. It was particularly hard Monday morning when the rain was lashing down. And as the mornings begin to stay darker for longer, I know it's going to be a struggle. But I will try to persevere. Moving on to yoga in the outside world. And this isn't exactly new information, but it's new to me. Prince Charles thinks people should do yoga and has previously spoken about its benefits uh, with regards to anxiety. In 2019, he even campaigned for therapeutic yoga to be offered on the NHS. His son, Prince William, tried yoga as a warm-up for a charity polo match in 2016 and several other members of the royal family regularly practice yoga too. So it's out there, it's available to everyone and anyone can give it a go. This is probably the largest chunk of the podcast now, the eyes, ears, seen and been. First of all, the eyes. This month's country, so September I'm talking about, that I chose for my self-imposed reading challenge is Jamaica. I started writing to a person called Kevin as part of a school pen pal initiative scheme, not quite sure what the right word is, when we were both 14, I remember being given the address on a piece of shiny paper during Mr Lloyd's history lesson, and we've been writing ever since. We even managed to meet a few years ago when he came to England for his master's graduation. Over the years, Kevin has sent me various books, so I certainly wasn't a stranger to Jamaican literature, but it's the first time that I've properly looked into the rolling calf creature, which is one of the worst and most feared duppies. And a duppy, if you don't know, is a type of ghost or spirit native to Jamaica. One of the books I read was Rose Hall's White Witch, The Legend of Annie Palmer. Rose Hall exists, it's a real place, but there are doubts about the person. Another one was a collection of poems by Louise Bennett, a Jamaican poet. It's written in Jamaican Patois and some were quite challenging to read but gave a great insight into the lifestyle and culture. Plus she was born in Kingston which is where Kevin lives so that was a nice link. Aside from my reading challenge I'm also reading Dan's Macabre, I think that's how it's pronounced, and Anatomy of Horror. It's by Stephen King. I did start it last year but then for some reason never carried on. I really like how scathing he can be at times. 
there's one part where he describes 20 horror films and you have to guess what they are. Now bear in mind, this was first written in 1981. I'm just going to read you the one description he did. Once upon a time, there was a lady who was saddled with Satan's child and he knocked her over a gallery railing with his trike. What a mean thing to do, but lucky mommy, because she died soon after, she didn't have to do the sequel. And he's actually talking about the omen. No, I didn't think the film was that bad, but obviously he didn't like it. Quick update on The Name of the Rose, which I hadn't finished reading by the time I recorded the last podcast. In the postscript at the end, after reading the manuscript, my friends and editors suggested I abbreviate the first 100 pages, which they found very difficult and demanding. Without thinking twice, I refused. For example, if you can't read 100 pages, you won't be able to read the whole book. What can you say to that? I do agree, those first 100 pages, as I said last episode, I'm sure I did, were hard going, but I'm glad I carried on and stuck with it because it turned out to be a really well-written, thought-out story in the end. I've also read a few books on Stoicism. If you have access to Kindle Unlimited, there are probably at least three or four on there, so take a look. And one other thing that I definitely think needs mention in this episode is I read the original Rambo book, much better ending than the film. Spoiler alert, in the book he dies. As for the ears, I've been listening to a band called The Heavy and another band called Jameson Raid. It's so easy to fall into the trap of putting the same playlist on or the same CD in the car, because yes, my, my car's classed as old now I suppose because it's not digital so I'm trying not to do that the heavy are an English rock band and they've been going since 2007 the song that most people have heard of is called how you like me now and it's been used in various films tv programs and even some computer games Jameson Raid much much older band uh, been around since 1975 so there's plenty of songs to listen to. I remember a sticker on my mum's wardrobe door when I was little. It was black with white writing and a graphic of cracked or splintered glass on it like a bullet hole. So maybe that's you know always been in the back of my mind. But yeah, if you're into Birmingham heavy metal, give them a listen. I can give you a nice segue from ears to eyes. Going back to Gabby's podcast in his second episode, he interviews David Moore who is the former chairman of Litchfield Waterworks Trust, and they talk about Sandfield's pumping station. It's a great bit of local history and well worth a listen. And it's episode three that brings me on to the scene part. If you've seen any of my social media posts in the last few weeks, you'll know that I've gone from having never seen a Rambo film to watching the first three. I won't go into my review of First Blood as you can listen to Gary's episode for that but there are just a couple of things I'll share. First of all, great film. Loved watching it and I will definitely watch it again. Only the first one though, not the second or the third one. There's a quote where he said, they drew First Blood, not me. Well, is that true? It's a good explanation for the film title but if you watch it it's the first 10 minutes or so in the police station. Who actually drew first blood? Just give it a watch. See what you think. 
There's also a bit with, um, I did mention this on Gary's podcast, with the rats. Indiana Jones must have stolen this idea. Mark said uh, this was the blueprint for all those kinds of 80s action films. So you're going to have ideas being used again and again. And I suppose rats were probably much easier and cheaper to use than bats, which I think is what originally was supposed to be used. I'm briefly going to mention a couple of things in the second film, but I'm really not on board with the whole love interest thing. You don't need to ruin a perfectly good action film with a love story. It just... No. Anyway, he says, I'm expendable. Was this the inspiration for the future film franchise, I wonder? Well, I think it might have been. And his bandana. I honestly thought this was going to appear in the first film. It's just so synonymous with Rambo. Even Gremlins copied it. But maybe it's one of those Mandela effect things where you remember something incorrectly or a large group of people remember something incorrectly. I'd be really interested to know if anyone else thought that Rambo's bandana appeared in the first film or whether it is just me. Something else we've watched, apart from the usual Poirot, Uh, Another film, it's First Night with Richard Gere and Sean Connery. Now, I knew my mum had seen this, but I've never seen it and I knew she liked it. So I sent her my prediction and I'll just read you the message that I sent her. So after 10 minutes, uh, this was my prediction for the film. Richard Gere falls in love with Guinevere, but she's going to marry her dad's mate, Sean Connery. Then Sean Connery will ask Richard Gere to be one of his knights and they'll become best mates. Over time, Sean will see that Richard and Guinevere love each other and will step down, allowing them to be together. But then, as I watched a bit more of it, I added something extra and I went for a slight alternative that Richard Gere will try and save Sean Connery's life. So I was sort of right in that respect. But on the whole, considering I'm not very good at predicting what will happen in films and I can't see plot holes or any kind of major plot points like Mark can. I think I did pretty well. Good film, although there are some terrible, terrible outfits worn by the knights. It makes them look like they're on Star Trek. And the armour, Mark had to keep saying to himself, well, to both of us really, it's not historical, it's fantasy. It didn't really happen. We watched a completely awful film last night that I've just remembered about. A Bucket of Blood from 1959. It's only 65 minutes long, but please don't watch it. Just a little longer than a Poirot episode. For starters, it was colour, not black and white, but terrible colour. Really patchy and very unrealistic. It's described as a comedy horror. A buzzboy accidentally kills his landlady's cat and covers it in clay to hide the evidence. All the artists and poets where he works think it's great and it encourages him to make more so he moves on to people it's exactly like the grotesque episode that's what it's called grotesque of the x-files in season three which is a great episode it's not a very good film at all mark said at one point i'm so bored i can feel my hair growing i had offered to turn it off but now we stuck it out until the end it would get a silver hedgehog rating of avoid definitely But it's okay, we put Sharp Sword on afterwards, which is my second favourite episode. And I feel like I'm telling you about quite a few films 
doing this podcast episode but it's only because they are memorable for the wrong reasons so I've got one last film to tell you about. One of our reenactment friends Clive was telling us about this film he'd seen with Basil Rathbone playing Richard III. Now I can only think of Basil Rathbone mainly as Sherlock Holmes and a little bit of the Sheriff of Nottingham in Robin Hood. I think it was at the point where Clive described the knightly code of honour as Richard III doing the Macarena that Mark decided he had to watch it. One impulsive eBay purchase and a week later we saw it too. Not really sure what to make of it. I think the dollhouse is what will stick in my mind. Richard has dolls of the royal family members and removes them one by one. It's very creepy. Right, now we come on to the bean part of it. And I remember when I started this, you know, we weren't allowed to go anywhere. So just lately, we've been taking full advantage of the fact that we are allowed to go places. To start with, although it's not technically going far, nearly every night I have been visiting our greenhouse as a giant orb weaver has taken up residence in there. I've said it's a giant orb weaver. I think it's just a normal orb weaver that's very fat. I try and take a photo or a video, but seeing as he or she only comes out at night, it's really hard to hold the camera and the torch at the right angle and not destroy the, the web that he painstakingly repairs on a regular basis. I mean, I keep visiting this spider, you know, a couple of times a day just to see how he is. I'll be gutted when he pegs it. I did count 27 other spiders in there a few weeks ago, but none were as big as this one. I haven't named him because as soon as you give them names, well, they become pets, don't they? We did go further afield to Barnet's a few weeks ago for a medieval reenactment. It was a great weekend by the time we got there due to motorway closures. Lots of food was eaten, lots of beer was drunk. But what else is there to do in the 15th century? Certainly couldn't watch Netflix or play on your phone. Then, even further afield, we had a week off. So we took Wiggy camping and to the seaside. He seems to like walking on the sand, but he isn't too sure about the sea. We did lots of walking, lots of being outdoors. We visited Welshpool, Shrewsbury, and several places in Wales that I can't pronounce on a mini road trip. Camping with the dog does have its challenges, but as long as he's got a blanket, he seems perfectly happy. For the relaxation part, I've got a nice short visualisation for you this week and I'd like you to try and think of a waterfall, the cascading water. Now what immediately springs to mind? Is the water fast flowing or does it flow more gently? Are there any rocks present or is the water free to flow with no obstacles? Consider the surrounding air. Is it cool, fresh, warm? What is your point of view of the waterfall? Are you standing at the top looking down, to the side or at the bottom? Maybe you are even standing behind it. Find the best spot for you. Change your point of view if needed while keeping everything else constant. Imagine the steady flow of the water and feel the steady flow of your breath. 
Imagine the noise of the waterfall, the constant rush of the water. Breathing in and breathing out. Your breath is steady, like the steady flow of the water. And keep this steady flow for as long as you wish. Last of all, my contact details. So if you want to discuss terrible films that are just over an hour long, please feel free to do so. If you've got any yoga related questions or any questions in general, I'll do my best to answer. You can find me on Facebook at Say Yes to Yoga. I'm on Instagram under Curly Girl Yogini or at Curly Girl Yogini, I suppose it should be. All of the relevant information and links are on my website. So if you just visit the website, which is sayestoyoga.co.uk, all the social media links will be there. There's also an Instagram feed. I think it's in the bottom right-hand corner. So the last few Instagram photos come up. Because again, my Instagram, it, it isn't just yoga. It's spiders, it's dogs, it's any kind of creepy crawly it's various things and if you don't do social media at all you can always email me either sayestoyoga at hotmail.com or admin at sayestoyoga.co.uk thank you for listening i'm now off to go and try and make a nice cup of tea bye (laughs) 